in the almost three years we've been doing the program Truth to Ponder. Of all the episodes ever produced and recorded, this episode may be the most life-changing and most important episode you ever hear. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Since we began this program back in end of August of 2020, the goal has always been to share with you truth from God's Word. Along the way, we've spent time discussing politics, world events, the things that are changing before our very eyes, deception. Oh yeah, a lot of deception, a lot of lies out there from places you would hope and you would think you could trust. We have watched the devolving of news media into nothing but propaganda outlets all over the world. More and more the mainstream media that we used to be able to depend on for reliability, dependability, and integrity has sold out. Those that hear the program Monday through Friday, not just on the weekend, yesterday and Tuesday I spent a lot of time talking about the deception and the out-and-out lies that come to us from a media that is driven by an ideology. And we talked about politicians that are all about themselves in power, and they don't care what lie they have to say to keep that power or what despicable act they have to do against other people to keep that power. We need to understand what is the driving force. And those of you, and I know there are a lot of listeners to this program that, that look at how can we fix all of these things with a political solution. May I please explain to you that politics will never solve these issues. Never. The Bible teaches us do not put your trust in princes or the sons of men. In other words, don't put your trust in government or in just, you know, plain old people. They're going to let you down. Put your trust in something greater, of far more value. Put your trust in what God's word has to say and what God has for you. I, I'm so sick of people saying, Bob, we'll fix it in 2024. You just wait. Look at those, look at the rallies. Look how many people are showing up. Isn't it wonderful? We're going to fix this. We may not make it until January of 2025 at the rate we're going. We are seeing a weaponization here in the United States of the Department of Justice we're seeing a weaponization against American citizens by agencies that are forbidden by law to be messing with American citizens, like the CIA, the NSA. We've seen what should be a premier law enforcement agency become nothing but the Stasi or the Gestapo, and that's the FBI. Increasingly, the leftists, and, and let me once again, for those that have not heard me this week, I want you to learn one thing right now and never forget it. This is not a battle between liberals and conservatives at all. Not a bit. 
this is a battle of the left versus everything else. Let me say that again. It is a battle of the left against everything else. Just because somebody is conservative does not necessarily mean they are totally to the right in terms of politics. And just because somebody considers themselves liberal in a classic sense doesn't mean they're necessarily to the left of center in politics. Historically, many individuals, decent individuals, I might add, would be considered classic liberals. They may have not had, in my opinion, the best policies, but they were not evil individuals at heart. They meant well. Many were very sincere in what they believed. Many, good church-going people, and you name it. The difference is what is left on the left against everything else. The left tends to, on a political scale, be considered a large, all-consuming, all-knowing, all-powerful government. Big government is one of the hallmarks of left or the left. Leftists want a big, powerful central government. A true leftist wants a world government, not just a United States government. This is just a government that needs to be converted to the left to be then absorbed by a global government. One world. One religion, one government, and one permitted ideology. The Georgia Guidestones, which were knocked down a couple of years ago, had many statements on them of what the world should be like if it's to be, quote, to its perfection. And this is satanic perfection, not real perfection. It is a lie. The world can only sustain 500 million people, and the population should be reduced to that size and never allowed to rise above it. We worship the planet. Life has no value. The planet does, you don't. And so we see all of these forces that are trying to, quote, protect the earth, protect us, protect the environment. They're doing everything they can to tear down all of the institutions around the world that have kept us glued together, including marriage, between a man and a woman, raising a family and children, those that worship, those that have a religious belief, All of these need to be changed, altered, or destroyed in order for these these individuals to reach their goals. And greedy politicians that have sold their souls literally for monetary gain, they have no moral integrity, they have no spiritual life left in them, they've killed it, they've destroyed it. And by the way, I might get somebody mad, but once again, hear me out. There are a lot of my good friends that have this philosophy of, you know, Bob, once saved, always saved. 
and I, I say, well, then why does the Bible say people can fall away? Why does the Bible say people can depart from the truth? Don't give me this once saved, always saved nonsense that is not scriptural. It is not true. It is a lie from the pits of hell. And let me explain why. Yep, we got that guy to the revival and he came down and shook my hand and and, and he, he said, I, I have Jesus now. So you see him? I hadn't seen him in 20 years. Hadn't been back to church since, but he's saved. He, he's a good guy. When he dies, he, he'll go to heaven. And I'll, I, I know I'll, I know he'd be there. I mean, I've heard this. People are living in this deception that now that I'm saved, I can do anything I please. I'm covered. I'm good. This is about as stupid and as idiotic and as unscriptural and satanic as these reprobates in the mafia. You know, hitmen, people putting out prostitutes on the streets, gambling, drugs, killing people. You know, even really killing people. I mean, shooting them. And believing somehow that every Saturday or whatever, they go to confession Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I shot five people and put nine women out into prostitution. Say three Hail Marys and four Our Fathers and come to communion. Come to Mass and everything's fine. Deceit. That's what it is. Deceit. All of those fools that don't understand what the Bible clearly says about repentance will pay the price. Repentance means you turn away from. Jesus did not forgive somebody and say, okay, go ye therefore and sin some more. He said, sin no more. And so we have this false cultural Christianity in much of the Western world, the United States and Canada in particular, the United States, probably the worst. It's bad enough we have woke, broke churches that have abandoned the truth of the gospel and embrace and celebrate sin openly, Pete Buttigieg and others, that are damnable heresies, people in those churches that believe those things, You know, I'm not going to share it now, but I shared several weeks ago an audio clip from a worship service at an Episcopal church in California, led by the youth, and they're praying for more access to abortion. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We want more dead babies in Jesus' name. What heresy? What satanic inspiration? Those pastors, whatever they call themselves, that have deceived these young people will find a special place in hell for eternity. God will separate them from the flock. These are the goats leading our children astray. Now, the reason I'm so emphatic, and I want to just get a few of these definitions behind me, because there's a lot to cover today. I don't care anymore about politicians. I really don't. 
I don't care about the fake and phony conservatives you find in in the UK and Canada, Australia, and here in the United States. We got a boatload of fake phonies and frauds in politics claiming to be good conservatives. They're liars. They're swamp creatures, as we say in this part of the world. They're deceivers. And there's no truth in them. They've made lots of money playing the game. They get to D.C. with all these promises and high hopes, and 20 years later, it's the same problems. It's the same issues. 30 years, 40, 50 years, my entire lifetime. 1960, what, 7, 66, 67, 68, you know, eve of destruction? This whole world, it is exploding. Bodies floating. I mean, you know... And you tell me over and over again, you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. Then the 70s, Vietnam War came to an abrupt end. Economic turbulence. All the fake prophetic books that were being sold. Jesus coming in 1988. You know, that'll be enough to disillusion some people. Well, you guys make all these promises and they don't happen. Anybody that ever made a prediction of when Jesus is coming should be systematically ignored and never listened to again. That is a false prophet. And false prophets will deceive the earth's inhabitants. And they will fight against Christ. And many have just been misled and thinking they know knowledge that they don't have. You got to be careful when you're hanging around spiritual things that you're not hanging around familiar spirits. I'm being dead serious here. I am telling you what you need to understand. I can remember songs from the 1940s. Troublesome times are here, filling men hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear. Now is at stake. That's from 1942. We've always had trials, tribulations, and always will. We've always had good times and bad, dangerous times, unpredictable times. We've always had liars, cheats, frauds, fakes, just evildoers, those that are immersed in sexual sins. The big difference today is we're now beginning to celebrate those sins openly. Pride Month is behind us now. And they parade literally almost naked in the streets in front of little children. What spirit of Antichrist could that possibly be that inhabits the hearts of those individuals? And that's really what I want to talk about today the manifestations of the spirit of Antichrist. Let me say that again. The manifestations of the spirit of Antichrist. It's all around us. Now, does that mean that Jesus will be here next Tuesday? No. Maybe two weeks from Tuesday. No. It means that everything is happening as the Bible predicted from day one. I mean, it was in 1 John, we read the words. This is back in the time 
of the disciples still alive and walking on the face of this earth, the spirit of Antichrist is already here. He's not, the spirit of Antichrist isn't coming, it's here. I've used this term before. Some of you on the weekend may not have heard it, but I'll say it again. There's a thing that I called recycled paganism. Recycled paganism. I firmly believe that many of these evil religions that require child sacrifice and some pretty bizarre things are satanic, not just in nature, but in practice. And the gods being worshipped by these individuals, these so-called gods with a small g, are nothing more than literal demons. Literal demons. And demons have been with us since the fall of man. Demons were very visible during the time of Christ. And demons and devils obeyed him. Let me just give you a few thoughts about Antichrist and how the spirit of Antichrist is just embodied in all these recycled pagan religions that are nothing but demons being worshipped by deceived men. Moloch. Moloch and other gods, the same demon, demanded the sacrifice of newborn infants so you could have health, fun, and prosperity. Abortion, which is also infanticide, just like sacrificing a newborn baby, is also giving unto Moloch the killing of a child. And people just can't see it. Even people that claim to be Christians that I've known over the years. But Bob, that's different. No, it is not different. You cannot justify evil. Ever. There is no justification. And so these demons from the pits of hell are on this earth today and they have been offering all these pagan religions recycled and repackaged as modern innovation. I mean, after all, now with abortion, you don't even hear the child scream anymore as it dies in pain. In the days of Moloch worship, they had a big bronze and metal god that they put a fire inside. And when the the God became red hot. They put the child in the hands of that God and watched the child be slowly burned to death, screaming. And the people would then just dance around their idol louder and louder to cover the screams. Today, we don't have to do that. Today, modern science, it's one of our new religions modern pharmakia which is the word used for sorcery in revelation 
is another one of our gods. We will live forever if Big Pharma can just come up with the breakthroughs or Big Tech. Very quickly, the Antichrist simply means anything contrary to Christ. It also denotes anybody who either was or claimed to be in the place of Christ. Now remember that, in the, in the place of Christ. And there's a difference between place and stead. Let me quickly, because someone may misunderstand this. Anybody replacing Christ or becomes a Christ is a false Christ. Those that are proclaiming the gospel, we act in the stead of Christ. In other words, we are acting on his behalf. We are not Christ. We are not God's. We are not the son of God. We are not your savior. We are just acting on behalf as those that are called and ordained to preach the word in spirit and in truth. But the Bible also talks about eventually a specific individual known as the Antichrist. In other words, the living embodiment of this spirit. In 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3, it is called the man of sin. And we know that with Satan's help, this man of sin will perform miracles that will deceive people prior to the return of Jesus Christ. This false prophet will deceive the earth's inhabitants and will fight against Christ when he returns. Now, by the way, some of these false prophets can be found in some of our churches today. Preaching a false gospel. Another gospel, as St. Paul calls it, a damnable heretic gospel that should be shunned, ignored. It's an anathema. It is evil to the core. Deceivers and antichrist. And for some, for some, they believe that technology can make us gods. Now, many times we've talked about a guy by the name of Yuval Noah Harari. He is a professor who lives in Israel with his husband. He's gay, homosexual, teaches at university in Israel and he is definitely not a believer. And there's some things I'm gonna share in this segment and a lot more in the next segment of why I believe Yuval Noah Harari is one of these, shall we say, apostles and teachers of the spirit of Antichrist. My own heart tells me he's kind of a for lack of a better term, a forerunner. And I know there have been many forerunners to the Antichrist, but this one, to me, is one of the most dangerous that the world has ever seen to this day. Listen to what he has to say and listen carefully about how science can give us eternal life. The next big projects of humankind will be to overcome old age and death, to find the keys, the secret to happiness, and to basically upgrade humans into gods. This is why the title Homo Deus, God-man. 
And I don't mean it as a kind of literary metaphor. I mean it in, as in, in the literal sense that for thousands of years, humans have imagined gods in a particular way. They ascribed particular abilities and qualities to gods. And we are here in a church, and the walls are full of these descriptions of what God can do. And we are now seriously in the business of acquiring these traditional divine abilities and qualities to ourselves. Uh, whether it's trying to overcome death and gain immortality, or whether it's gaining the ability to create and design life according to our wishes. In the Bible, in the book of Genesis, basically the first thing God does is to create animals and plants and humans according to his wishes. We are now trying to gain this divine ability to ourselves. It's very likely that in the 21st century, the main product, the most important products of the human economy will no longer be just vehicles and textiles and food and weapons. The main products will be bodies and brains and minds. And in a way, we are even reaching beyond what ancient religions ascribed to, to the gods. Because the gods, like Jehovah in the Bible, they could create only organic beings. If you look, if you're a creationist, and you look at the world, so all these animals, all these plants, God created them, and they are all organic. Now humans are trying to do better than that. What Yuval Noah Harari is trying to say, if you didn't quite hear it, we can become gods. Technology, we merge humankind with technology. We've heard people talk about this before. You know, 25, 30 years ago, yeah, Star Trek, the next generation, the Borg, remember that? You know, that's where humankind merges with machine and it's a terrible thing. These people believe it is really a possible thing. And just like, I hate to say it, but the Borg in, in Star Trek, the next generation, it has a centra centrality of intelligence, purpose, and being. This is the one world order, the one world government, the spirit of Antichrist. We're seeing it beginning to play out more and more because the ability and technology are here. It wasn't that many months ago. Now, we've heard about artificial intelligence for a long, long time. That someday computers will be powerful and strong and able to reason and think. And even Harari, not that long ago, was talking about artificial intelligence. He's been a big proponent of artificial intelligence for many, many years. And he sees artificial intelligence as the salvation of mankind. Harari is a false prophet of a false demonic god. He is the spirit of Antichrist embodied as a prophet of the spirit of Antichrist, as a forerunner. And he talks about how artificial intelligence is learning about 
humankind and our structures and our businesses and how it grows. The most important aspect of the current phase of the ongoing AI revolution is that AI is gaining mastery of language at a level that surpasses the average human ability. And by gaining mastery of language, AI is seizing the master key, unlocking the doors of all our institutions, from banks to temples. Because language is the tool that we use. Now, in a couple of moments, I need to take a break. But I, I cannot let what was just stated pass without comment. Language. Artificial intelligence using the tool of language. And it is really, when you think about it, from a biblical perspective, very important. Look at Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to each other, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and they had tar for mortar, and they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top reaches to the heavens, and let us then make a name for ourselves. Listen carefully. Shem, a name for themselves. That's what the word is in Hebrew. Building a tower that could reach to the heavens, the realms of the gods. This is the arrogance of man, wanting to be a god. What, what was the sin in the Garden of Eden? Hey, take a bite of this apple and you too can be God. God came down to see the city and the tower that mankind was building and said, Behold, they are one people with one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. So now nothing that they intend to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language there so they will not understand each other's language. And they were scattered from that place. This is Babylonian religion that God is scattered and confused with new language Babylonian gods to me as you study them and their nature are all manifestations of the Antichrist you know the Bible also says early on in Genesis that God said Make mankind in our image and our likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky. In other words, dominion. And what we see happening here, if you understand what all this means, this Tower of Babel story, when the Most High God gave to the nations their inheritance. When he divided mankind, he fixed borders of the people according to the numbers of the sons of God. 
the day will come when nations will fall. Nations will change. Nations will cease to be and kingdoms will be over when Jesus returns. And now you have Yuval Noah Harari talking about the power of language. Artificial intelligence can do better than a translator. It can transcend language. And once again, blaze for us a pathway to be just like God. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. I've got a lot more of this to share that you absolutely need to hear. You really do. You need to be aware. You need to be ready. You need to be prepared. You need to be able to discern what is going on. Stop trusting politicians. Don't put your hope in the elections. The next, just stop telling me Bob will fix it in 2024. We were supposed to fix it in 2022, in 2020, in 2018, in 2016, in 1980, in in 1940. I mean, we've been promised all these great things that never happened. Stop putting your trust in princes and the sons of men. Get your eyes fixed where they need to be fixed in God's word, not in the words of fallible man. If you believe in our ministry, here we are coming into the middle of the month of July, halfway through, and we really have some opportunity I don't want to see get away from us. If you're listening anywhere in the world, would you send me an email, please? It's Bob at Truth, and then you put the numeral to ponder.com. Bob at Truth to ponder.com. Our website is truth, the number two ponder.com. You can contact us from the website as well. And if you can, if God leads you, would you please consider supporting us financially? You can do it online if that is your preference. We use Give, Send, Go, a Christian uh, crowdfund sourcing organization. Unlike a lot of others that are out there, they don't censor Christians. Or you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. Now, when I when I come back, I'm going to finish up on some of these thoughts, tie it all together, and, and I want you to, at the end of this program, not be afraid, but to be encouraged. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The missiles and the wind coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. They're receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. 
In the first Gulf War, Saddam Hussein was threatening to destroy Israel to burn half of it. He he sent uh, he sent Scud missiles into Israel, and uh, again and again and again and again, children in Is- Israel had gas masks on, apartments were sealed off. Israel was told not to fight back, and so the war began. He sent Scuds throughout Israel into their cities. Miraculously, perhaps only one or two people died as a direct result. It was amazing. Equally amazing is that not one missile had chemical weapons. Why? The, from the Jerusalem Post, the reason was, you see, the seasonal rain suddenly began in Torrance, uh, uh, the first day of the war, and it continued without let up for the next four to six weeks. Together with high winds, the weather was credited by U.S. military sources as helping to convince the Iraqis that chemical weapons would not be smart because the winds were blowing against Iraq. And the same phenomenon was observed in Kuwait. The same thing, the, the wind patterns had shifted during the war. Amazing. Even something like the wind, God's amazing. The Bible says, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And he who keeps Israel is the same one who happens to keep you. It's written that the enemy will send his flaming missiles towards you, but you can be at peace because he who keeps Israel will protect you. He who kept the flaming missiles of Saddam Hussein out will protect you from the flaming missiles of the evil one. So, he who keeps Israel will keep you. He who keeps you will neither slumber or sleep. Why? So you can. Want more? Ask for the mystery of the Birah, B-E-R-A-H, on CD. Now, how often do you get something offered to you, priceless and free? Well, here goes. Right now, Sapphires is as precious as it sounds, guaranteed to help you become victorious in God. And the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD. You'll love it. It's priceless free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember, Jesus is really Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. So, to get your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. Just call now. You'll be blessed. You will be blessed. But call 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel the Jewish people, and all the unreached peoples, the lost all over the world. The most incredible way, the farthest way you can ever have your life touch the world. Through Shoei Radio, it's amazing. Blanket the earth with salvation. It's just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. It's right the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's box 1111. That's Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying... Shalom Alechem, be at peace, my friend, in Messiah, Hasar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, we covered a lot of ground in that first segment, and you heard just a handful of audio clips from Yuval Noah Harari, who is a regular speaker and advisor to the World Economic Forum. He's a true atheist, does not believe in God. He is a homosexual married to another man. He believes that technology is really our savior. We don't need a God. We can be gods because of technology. Now look, I have nothing against technology per se. I really don't. In fact, this radio program uses technology to record and to distribute and to get it out on radio and as a podcast. So yeah, technology can be beneficial. Just like indoor plumbing, electricity, and the automobile. 
They are tools, but they are not my obsession. I don't look at this microphone or the computer I'm using to produce this radio program as my God. It works for me. I don't work for it. And there lies the difference. Yuval Noah Harari is putting his life and future and his eternal life that he falsely believes into the power of technology, the merging of man and machine. This is no different than Satan in the Garden of Eden promising to be just as wise and as powerful as God and live forever. Surely you will not die. That was the fake promise then, it's the fake promise now. Tower of Babel, same thing. We can go up there and we can be like the gods. It is the same sin, the same demons recycled over and over again. There is nothing new under the sun, including everything that Yuval Noah Harari has to say. It's all been said before, perhaps in a different way, perhaps with a different set of technology that we thought would save us at the time. The Bible talks about such sorcery and pharmakia in Revelation. People are putting their hopes and trust in the things of men. And I remind you, because it is fitting People are putting all their hopes and trust in the things of men. And there is where people are making their mistake. That includes elections, friends. No, we're not going to fix anything in 2024. I've said it a thousand times since the beginning of this radio program, I'm sure. The powers of hell take three and four steps forward. We're lucky to get one or two of them back from time to time. We are marching toward a day of destiny. On that, there can be no doubt. People like Yuval Noah Harari, they think a lot of themselves. And I ran across this little interview clip from 60 Minutes Overtime with Yuval Noah Harari being interviewed by Anderson Cooper. The two of them have a lot in common. They really do. I'm not going to get into it now. And Yuval talks about how he met his husband. You believe computers might soon have a hand in where you live, who you marry, where you work, without you consciously knowing it? Increasingly, yes. I mean, sometimes it's voluntary. You would give them the authority to make decisions for you because it's just easier and better. You want to meet somebody on Tinder, you give information because you want to be matched Mm -hmm. appropriately. And this completely changes your understanding of what dating means or what relationships means. I mean, part of the problem with many of these dating apps that um, they see you not as a producer of relationships, but as a consumer of people, of dates. 
Didn't you meet your husband on a dating app? Yeah, I met on, on a very old-fashioned <laughs> dating app. Okay. So yeah. Did, did you give up a lot of data to meet him? <laughs> uh, not really. It was it was still kind of very. I think it was the first dating app for for gay gay people in Israel. Uh -huh. It was like almost 20 years ago, and yes, it was a big success. I think what is important to take from what he was saying is the dependency that he has and many others today have on technology it's no longer a tool it has become their master and they are the slave and they don't see it they really don't see it and they believe that technology not only makes them smarter and wiser and happier but they believe that at some point technology will advance to the point of merging with mankind altered dna whatever it takes We've heard a lot about that in recent years. That they too can be like gods and have eternal life. And we're not talking, and Noah, Harari once said that, you know, when we talk about the cloud, we're not talking about the clouds that Jesus claims he'll come through. We're talking about the cloud of computers. And he really has his hope in that deceitful God. This is the spirit of Antichrist that is already at work in our world today. Here in the United States, atheists, they wanna get rid of the name of God and, and Christ from any kind of national monument or currency. There's a disrespect and an arrogance toward God, a celebration of all things that God abhors. And as John said, in 2 John and in 1 John, he reminds us, as John has explained, who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is an antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. The deception for that is, is hard for many to see because it's religious in nature. And see, the Antichrist is going to appear like a god with power, with miracles, promising eternal life. Something else that Yuval Noah Harari said, and I shared this on yesterday's program. I want to share it with the weekend audience. This, this clip is only one minute long. And he sees the future of this world in artificial intelligence, a one-world order, a one-world government, and a one-world religion. And guess who's going to create the one-world religion? Artificial intelligence. It's the first technology ever that can create new ideas. You know, Gutenberg printed the Bible in the middle of the 15th century. The, the, the printing press printed as many copies of the Bible as Gutenberg instructed it, but it did not create a single new page. It had no ideas of its own about the Bible. Is it good? Is it bad? How to interpret this? How to interpret that? Um, AI can create new ideas can even write a new Bible. We, you know, throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. Every religion claims our book, all the other books of the other religions, they, humans wrote them. But our book, no, 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 no. It came from some superhuman intelligence. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct, 
that just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an AI. That could be a reality in a few years. Wow. The one thing you need to understand, when the Antichrist appears, he will not say, hi, I'm the Antichrist. He will come deceiving people to think he is a Christ. He's not going to come saying, hi, I'm Satan incarnate. He's going to act like your savior and deceive many. Too many Christians are so not into God's word, they're easily, well, led astray. There are those that pose as legitimate religious teachers. St. Paul identifies these people as false prophets, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into what appear to be apostles of Christ, but they are nothing but the spirit of Antichrist. They're serving that master. I pray. I pray for the return of Jesus Christ. I pray for the day that he comes to take his children home. I know the day of Antichrist is coming. I know his spirit is rising and getting more powerful every hour of every day of every week. We see it on the TV. We see it in our governments. We see it in our public schools. We see it in our music. We see it in our entertainment. We see it on the TV and we hear it on the radio. We live in a very abominable time. And as Jesus said, just like the days of Noah, Man, when you read the Bible and look at the days of Noah, we are living in that deceitful, evil, and horrible and arrogant time again, the likes the world has not seen in thousands of years. As we come closer to the day of Christ's return, people are delusional. We read that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. I pray that Jesus comes again. But most important, I pray that you are prepared for his coming. Stop putting your faith and hope in people, in institutions. Put your hope, put your trust, and put your faith in Jesus Christ, for he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Sometimes I fall to my knees and pray. Come, Jesus, come. Let today be the day. Sometimes I feel like I'm gonna break, but I'm holding on to a hope that won't fade. Jesus.
Jesus comes, when Jesus comes, let today be the day. He'll come for the weak and the strong, just the same. Our time is just about up for today, and I'm only just beginning to get into this topic of false teachers, false prophets, false religions, Antichrist, the rise of Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist. It's something I just can't do in one radio program. It's going to take many. And I really believe that particularly for the weekend program, which airs on some stations on Friday, others it airs on Saturday and maybe Sunday. 
I'm going to spend several weekends really delving into this topic. I get to a point, uh, in all honesty, that I'm tired of just doing news. I don't want to do it all the time. And what good does it do you to be up on the news on all the bad things going on in this world? What What good does it do you? Not much. The news can be downright depressing today. Men pretending they're women, winning, you know, beauty pageants, swimming competitions, pretending they're women. This delusional time in which we live, this evil time in which we live, this predicted, prophesied time in which we live is here. Now, whether this is the great tribulation around the bend, I cannot tell you. But I can tell you with 100% certainty, there is a time of tribulation. We've seen many of those over the centuries, many. And I think we're about to come into a time, unfortunately, a time that many nations have sadly earned by their turning away from the gospel. A time where God deals with his people that includes Christians that have been laxed in what God has called them to do. Now, sometimes God has to chastise us. Pray for me as we do this radio program. It's not easy to do this program each and every week. The program goes out five days a week. I have help on Wednesday. And trying to prepare and do a church and all that I'm dealing with and still recuperating in health. It's not easy. So I need your prayers more than anything right now. There's a lot on my plate. But I'm also certain that God has laid something on the hearts of many of you. There are people that should be a part of this radio ministry that could be a great help to me, even helping with some segments and some of the program. It would free me up to do more of my work in sharing the gospel. Let me know what God has laid on your heart. You can go to our website, truth2ponder.com. You can support us from there, contact us from there. My email is there. I read the email. Or you can support us by making a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. That's Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. And we will see you next week. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.